Hey guys, this is Amelia Lopez, and you guys are listening to the Via's Army Podcast. All right, welcome everybody to another VS Podcast, our second episode of 2020. Again, it just feels weird saying 2020. It feels like we're in the future, even though it's now. Um, And this is actually a great podcast because it's the first podcast of the year that I get at Coronel back. For popular demand, people have been emailing upset, like, why isn't he with you? Why wasn't he in the first one? What happened to him? Uh, They were actually going to send an Amber Alert looking for Coronel, and I was like, nope, he's here. Um, he just had a, a a big epic New Year's that it took him a little while to recover, man. Coronel, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Good, good, Mary. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to everybody. Um, I want to correct your introduction there, Z. It wasn't an Amber Alert; it was actually a Silver Alert. Silver, you know, <laughs> a Silver Alert. <laughs> you know the Silver Alerts, but no. I mean, I'm glad to be back. I mean, it's a new year. You know what? I'm going to be very, very honest with you. 2020 nos está llevando la chingada. I mean, right now it's like. Dude, so many bad things are happening right now. I, I just kind of want to go back in time for once, man. You know, I usually don't, you know, I usually don't don't dwell in the past, but dude, yeah. you know, I, I want to go back now. Dude, most people are excited about the new year because it's a clean slate. You're starting fresh, so you're already starting on the wrong foot, bro. What, what's dude, going on? Dude, I, dude, we're talking about the world, dude. We got we got possible World War Three. Oh, We've got dude. Houston, Texas. I'm not Houston, Texas. My, my shout out to my people from Houston just got eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens were like kicking butt in football, and now they, they you know, the, the whole world is turned upside down for them. Obviously, with the sad news of La Parca, you know, uh, oh, man. Which, yeah. which fans, passing on La Parca, that's huge. Um, and you know how they say they say that celebrities makes, celebrities go in threes too, man. So I'm just I don't know who the other two are going to be, dude. Let's just hope that doesn't that doesn't happen, you know? Dude, I hope it's not us. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I mean, I'm having a good year, so yeah, we're I mean, not. I, gonna be too- but you know what? Enough about me. Let's talk about our guest right now. I'm, I'm really, really excited. You know, uh, so let, let's 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 introduce our guest. Let, let's get uh, the ball rolling. Here we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. The first podcast of the year for me. Well, you set up Amelia perfectly now because he's going to be coming in and be like, uh, I don't know how to follow that, you know. But uh, no, let's go ahead and get our next guest started. So uh, Amy, um, if you guys haven't followed her, she is with Food Mix Nation. Uh, big contributor there, as well as um, you know, big uh, social media as well. Twitter. Uh, if you haven't followed her on Twitter, she goes under uh, Azteca Amelia with three A's at the end, which is pretty cool. I want to introduce and give uh, a well, a warm VS podcast introduction to Amy. Amy, welcome. Guys, thank you so much for having me on your pod. I'm really excited. Uh, I know nothing about American football, but that game was on, and it was all anybody was talking about. So, Cornell, I'm just like, okay, that's crazy. Like, yeah. Congratulations to Kansas, I guess. Well, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's not that, you know, we like football. I like football, and, and I think the majority of people do, but I like to see my friends in pain with me. My boys didn't make it. Obviously, we have some friends, uh, the PVA Dallas, I mean, PVA Houston, which is, I mean, they're big with, with, they, they throw the best parties. They, I mean, these guys are super awesome. 
And all they've been doing is talking smack about the Texans and the playoffs and all the stuff, and they moved on. And now they're sitting on the couch with us watching the rest of the playoffs. So I just like congratulations to Houston for losing in the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kansas City. Oh, and, and soon we'll have a, a our, our guest, Jaime, from Kansas City. We'll have him on the podcast in the future. So we definitely want to hit him up. But, but anyways, yes, enough about football. Let's get out of let's here. Get let's get the real about, football. Let's talk about the real football. That's right. A lot of people that don't know Amy. Amy, could you mind doing a quick introduction uh, to everybody about about you, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm based in Los Angeles, a uh, mother of two, and spend my days basically uh, arranging my soccer and my children, uh, which I guess as, as a disclaimer, I'm with them right now at home, so there's a chance we might hear pitter-patter or somebody scream my name or something, so I apologize in advance for that. Um, but yeah, uh, like uh, Zard said, you know, I do... Um, Great work for Footmix Nation, uh, which is founded by Wiesel Vasquez. I also help produce the Mexican Soccer Show, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I've you know got into do some really cool things the last couple of years when it comes to Mexican soccer, including you know getting to know PVA and things like that. So it's been fun. Uh, hey Amy, so what do you mean that's it? You do a lot more. What are you talking about? You don't understand what a what an impact you are in the football culture or the soccer culture here in the States on this side of the border, same as we, so same as Tom. I mean, you guys have done a fabulous job and Caesar out there. I mean, I'm really, really happy because I've seen, I've seen you guys grow from, from when you started up to where you're at now, you know, a big round of applause, Amy, and thank you. Continue the hard work. <laughs> that's, that's super. Uh, no, yeah, I think I, I think actually, you know, since obviously you guys all know him, I think Wieso is like a huge, he has to deal with me most of the time. So he's, we were just literally talking about that maybe like two weeks ago. He's like, can you, can you do something for me for 2020? Can you just like brag about yourself just a little bit? And I'm like, uh, why? Like, why? I don't want to do that. So, but it's really flattering. Thank you. I so really I, do I don't know if you know that. this, but I, I work with Wieso. He reached out to me. He's like, Hey, do I need you to get her on the pod? I want her to brag about herself and make sure she does a good job with it. So. <laughs> It, we're, like failed, so. we're on cahoots. Yeah, we're on cahoots. <laughs> so, Av, uh, you know, we always like to know a little bit about our guests regarding. Uh, they always call it the, their origin stories because I believe that soccer fans are, you know, their own unique superheroes. I mean, we all have, um, you know, things that we're passionate about that we just how we ended up starting. You know, how we started following this sport. So, can you tell us a little bit about your origin story? How did you have a passion for 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 football? Uh, I, as cheesy as it sounds, it's kind of since birth. In a sense, you know, I, I I can't remember a time where I wasn't it, like digesting soccer, no matter how basic or or how deep it was, I guess, so to speak. Um, I, I like I, I try to think back and one of my first memories is so we lived in Detroit for a little bit before. I mean, I was born in L.A., but we lived in Detroit for a little tiny time. And one of my like earliest memories is like watching my dad play soccer. He was a goalie. You know, so it, it goes that far. Um, somebody actually asked me this question, I guess, recently on Twitter, you know, like, when did my passion, like mine, start? And it wasn't for me particularly, but I remember the passion that soccer could bring to somebody during, sadly enough, the the 2002 World Cup, um, Mexico versus U.S., we all sadly know the result of that, right? And I was watching that game with my family. I must have been nine, eight, nine, ten, something around that age. And my parents were devastated. They were hurt. You know, I think that's one of the few times I've seen either one of my parents cry. And 
it was at that moment that it clicked in my head, like, oh, man, this soccer game did this to my parents. Like, this is insane. I, I had no idea what it meant, but I just knew that it meant something. Right. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, my older brother starts playing. I'm the only girl of four children. So my older brother started playing. My younger brother started playing. I started playing. And from that point on, it was like when I scored a goal, that felt good. When I blocked a goal, that felt good because I played, you know, I played a mixture of everything. But at one point, I really liked midfield. So I would defend and I would attack. I got started getting into the Mexican national soccer team. Gold Cup wins, you know, I, and obviously now I guess they're a little diluted for us as we get older. Uh, but at the beginning of my childhood, watching, you know, Mexico win Gold Cups was awesome. Slowly but surely, it grew, it grew, it grew to the point that, you know, yeah, we would skip, ga- we would skip school to like watch games, you know, I would. <laughs> Um, okay. We forgive you. We the, forgive you. Yeah. To the to the point that like by the time I reached high school, it wasn't a secret anymore, right? Like my teachers knew, like, hey, does Mexico play today? And I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, so what? Are you going to be in class? And I, you know, I think it was like my pre-calculus class or something because it was 2010 and I graduated 2011, so I must have been a junior in high school, you know. And I, I his name was Dr. Kwong or something. I was like, Dr. Kwong, like Mexico. I think it was their first like World Cup game. I think it was against. South Africa or something like I was like hey I have to go like as soon as we finish this test like I have to leave getting into college you know I as Mexicans are in a sense or Hispanics or first generation immigrant children you know be a doctor be a lawyer whatever whatever and I was like I don't want to do that (laughs) I don't want to do any of those things so I loved soccer I loved writing and I was like I'll just major in journalism I guess or I'll major in English I don't know I'll do something where I can still maybe I can do this in in a long-term kind of way and luckily i got into usc school of uh, journalism annenberg school of journalism go trojans, <laughs> go trojans. <laughs> you know, like i said i'm not even a huge american football fan so like that aspect of it well, they've got they've got basketball they've got, they got soccer, soccer. They've yeah. got they got tennis they yes, got, they do yeah, have so, okay there you go you see but you're a trojan yes i'm a trojan yeah so but um yeah so and then it just flourished i guess you know the rest is history as they would say you know i I went to school, I got a job at Yahoo Sports to be a World Cup contractor in 2014, and that was the first time that I got to see, like, people just sitting around working, but watching soccer and getting paid to do it, and I was like, holy crap. Like, I, want, now, like, if, I, I can accomplish my dream, she says, like, I'm dude, actually getting paid to watch this. I would love to do that. Now, if they could just add beer in the, in the equation, <laughs> then I'm, I'm set. Then I'm, I'm sold. set. You know what? You know what's funny is is right now you're talking you about an it. ethical issue with that. Yeah, but I know there is. You know nah, there is. It, it's, it's legal. It's legal. And we we, we know <laughs> we know our limits, right? Like, hey, we're adults. Yeah. We know when we can take it too far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess we do. We definitely know that. No, but Amy, you know, it's funny that you're talking about you know skipping school and 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 readjusting your life to watch a, 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 a football game, a soccer game. You know, and I, I I'm trying to think because I know. I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, basketball fan, football. Big sports fan. And I don't think I know a community, more soccer community, that will skip work, skip school, skip babysitting, get what it takes to watch a game. Because I remember from myself, I know there's a lot of times where, you know, I'll, I'll, hopefully my employers don't listen to this podcast, but I've caught in sick to work. You know, I've fibbed a couple times when I've, you know, when I've traveled and whatnot. Even, uh, I remember one time taking, telling my, uh, my man, look, 
I need to take a two-hour lunch, like a two-hour lunch. I'll come in an hour early. I'll leave an hour later. But I need to take a two-hour lunch between this time and this time because Chivas was playing. And I got to watch this game. And they thought it was weird. But after they get to know you, they kind of know. Like your, your, your teacher, your professor was like, okay, are they playing today? Are they not playing? They get to know you, and they, you know, it's funny if they adjust and they understand, you know. It's, yeah, you know. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm thinking of other situation like me is watching it or streaming it at work, <laughs> and having one screen on and one working, and then people already know, oh, yeah, it's, that's what he does. He's watching soccer, so it's just like, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble or what's going on, but I've seen people even post like them like watching it as they're working. Um, yeah. I don't believe in multitasking. I think that's a that's a lie because I'm focused on the game. <laughs> I don't know if I'm productive or not. Yeah. Hey Amy, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in 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 order in, in you know you've got you've obviously got your family you've got soccer you've got writing and you've got other on in order of importance. What's 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 number one? <laughs> so we'll, we'll put you on the spot. I, your kids are there. Your kids are no, watching. No, no, and that's and that's exactly <laughs> it. Like I I have this internal battle. Like there's no. Like, I've told myself sometimes, you know, right? Like, am I a bad parent if, like, I don't know, Mexico versus Germany is up there in, like, life things yep. that happen? You know what I mean? Like, yep, yep. My baby's going to eat. Do I watch a game or do I feed him? Like, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> what do I do? I mean, when it comes to that, you have to do what you have to do, right? right. But, like, in terms of, like, what's the most meaningful thing in your life? Like, your mm-hmm. kid being born or Mexico beating Germany and you oh. were there. I'm like, I'm like, how bad of a parent <laughs> am I if those things are neck and neck with each other? If you have to think well, about it, right? And then people are like, you have to, have to think, think about, about it? it. Yeah. Like, you just, like, it doesn't, like, automatically pop up. I'm like, well, I wasn't. <laughs> Go to bed. That's cruel, bro. Hours, but... <laughs> no, no, it's it's not. I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, it's it's just the way we are. I mean, I don't know. It's funny because when I, you know, I was I was born on Thanksgiving Day, so like the Dallas Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving Day. That's just like a tradition. Them and the Detroit Lions. Now, when when my mom went into labor, my uncle said, you know, he, well, he told her during the pregnancy, whatever you do, do not have the baby on Thanksgiving Day. Whatever you do, do not get the Cowboys play. And sure as shit, she went to the labor. And he went, he drove her, he took her to the hospital, left her at the hospital, and went across the street to the bar to watch the Cowboys play the Redskins <laughs> while I was being born. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, to be completely honest, this is kind of, I guess, getting into a, discre- a digression that we're getting into. But um, I-, I think I've posted it online a few times at this point. So my second son was born uh, September 25th. Uh, sorry, September 24th. And uh, Arsenal versus Tottenham, I think, was the next day or two days later. And, like, I told my parents, like, hey, bring me my laptop. I asked the hospital, like, do you guys have Wi-Fi? And I have a picture because I was like, nobody's going to believe me. So I actually have a picture of, like, I think I'm breastfeeding him, actually. And I'm watching Arsenal versus Tottenham. And I love Arsenal it. Win. And I love it. It was like, yeah, you, you have to prioritize things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess, and then I guess going farther back, um, <laughs> so I went to an upward bound program my junior year of high school, and it happened to be, I, it happened to be the Mexico versus Argentina day match in 2010. I remember I emailed the like, she was like our mentor or something. She was like the regional person for us, like our our high school. And I was like, hey, I know you said orientation is mandatory, but is there any way I could get there just a little bit later? And I told her the reason. I was like, it's because there's a mix, there's a soccer game. It's really important. I want to watch it with my family. And she was like, no. And I'm oh. like, 
but you don't get it, Lynn. She's like, no. So then the entire time I was like, Lynn, you didn't let me not show up to orientation. So can you just please let me know what's happening during this match on your phone, please? <laughs> and so she would like tell me like Argentina scored, but Mexico scored. And then when finally the game was over, she's like, I'm sorry, Amy, Mexico lost. Oh, so I didn't even get to watch the game live. Like at oh, all. Dude, like, I think I think we all have those stories though where we, you know, again, it's like we have that balance, right? Responsibility in life or soccer, yeah. right? Uh well for me I was um I was sent to Austin to train a, a brand new class, right? So the new office we opened up. I was training everybody that didn't know anything about, you know, what we do, our systems, all that. So um yeah. there was a time where, you know, Mexico and Brazil were playing in the World Cup and I was like, I have to watch this game. So I purposely arranged the the, the training where I had somebody, an, an expert of some sort, teach them something specific about, you know, a system. So I can be in the back, a back in the back <laughs> role, right, with with the manager that we just hired, a brand new manager, and he was a soccer fan. So we're sitting there watching the game, and 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 we're just engrossed <laughs> in the match, right? This is where we you know Ochoa blocked those amazing blocks. Oh yes. Right? Oh um, man. So we were like, oh. And then the trainer must have thought, like, I'm doing a great job. Like, they're excited. Like, I must <laughs> yeah. be killing it. So, and then it got to a point where they were showing the systems. And it's like, I don't understand why the systems are so slow right now. And then right away, we're like, dude, because we're streaming the freaking game on our Wi-Fi. <laughs> of course, you know, we're a part of the whole reason why it's slow. We, and instead of us being responsible and saying, all right, we're going to turn off the game because the Wi-Fi is going. We still kept watching it. Like, she'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's funny is. Is you know that right now you think about it, see, and I don't want to get too much into this. We got a lot of stuff to cover, but last, uh, not last year's uh, uh, Champions League final, but the Champions League final versus uh, Liverpool and, uh, and Real Madrid. Yeah, dude, I'm a big Liverpool fan, so the game was on. I was watching it at work, and I had an orientation with four new employees, like at two o'clock. I think the game ended at two, and I go be here at two o'clock. Orientation starts at two. Liverpool lost. I caught everybody. I go orientation's canceled. They had to wait another two weeks to start. <laughs> and it's funny. We can just sit here and talk and for hours about all of our situations where we had to had to make that choice. And, and of course, I would say 80 percent, 90 percent time soccer won. <laughs> yes, yes yeah. absolutely. And absolutely. if it didn't, we remember the time that unfortunately soccer lost. You yeah, know? I think we would. I think it's that passionate thing that we do. We began this discussion with. I don't yes. know if I would ever forgive myself, dude. If I honestly missed a game, like you know that Mexico had a chance to go to the cinco part, you know, quito partido or something, and I didn't watch it, it's because right. I, I had responsibilities. I would be so mad, you know. We wouldn't forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think somebody said they missed. I forgot who it was online, but somebody said they missed Mexico versus Germany, and oh, I'm just like, how did dude. you miss? That game. Yes. That's, that, that's just one that of those. Sucks. And, and, and you know, we're going to give people a hard time for it too. We're just like that, right? We just. Yep. It's like so it's like do. adding salt, you know, more more insult to injury. We're going to do it. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to talk to you about Pancho Villa's Army. We are the national supporters group for the Mexican national team here in the U.S. And our mission, honestly, is just to unite all Mexico fans here in the U.S. to go ahead and provide the best experience possible, whether it's. Uh, through a watch party or actual match. Now, if you are looking to purchase game tickets or any of our merchandise, go ahead and go to our website, BanchoViasArmy.com. Um, and if you use promo code BOOST10-ZARGENTO, you will receive an additional discount. Again, if you want to be a member, it's free as well. Just join our website. Go ahead and join us during the games. Join us at the watch party. Just get engaged. Uh, once again, if you want a discount, that is boost 10 dash Zargento for any discount on our tickets and merchandise. Now back to our show.
Amy, I know that you know you're a big you're, you you know you just love soccer in general. You have your things, but you're in LA now, so I'm assuming you definitely also have a big passion for the LA teams. You know, El Tráfico. I've seen you cover that um, several times. I mean, those are, those have been epic games, right? Matches that have oh, been yeah. going on. Um, so, Definitely. what's going on with this whole Chicharito thing? I know it's been you know it's been all over. Um, it, I honestly think it's going to happen. I have a feeling that um, it's going to eventually. You know, we're going to have Chicharito in MLS. Imaginémonos cosas chingonas, carajo. Imaginémonos, échale. O sea, ¿por qué? ¿Por qué no? What are your thoughts? What What is the latest you've heard? And And what are your thoughts? Is it going to happen or is it not? Is it just rumor? No, I think everybody is kind of in that moment where, hey, if this is probably the like the you know the time of all the times because I think he's been linked to MLS like Guardado for years now like oh he's gonna come to MLS he's gonna come. no this is the first time um, and that it really feels like it's gonna happen and maybe a little bit of that also has to do with you know I guess the journalistic side of it that I finally have the privilege of being on where you know you hear more things than maybe that the normal fan so to speak would hear and stuff right that it just feels like you know this is definitely going to happen um all the stars are aligning in a sense you know you have people from espn that are you know you have people from different media outlets that again with that knowledge you know would have the intel um my kid just passed by sorry about that um <laughs> that what if any you know you're having these people that if anybody's going to talk about it for sure it's these people and it's making that seem you know that much more um real um yeah. you know there's there's uh graphics that are floating around that are welcoming him already um for sure the latest that we've heard is that they're actually having a meeting actually he's going to come fly out mm-hmm. you know it with Slatan being gone from an LA Galaxy standpoint you need somebody that can produce the amount of goals that Slatan was able to produce last season um you need somebody marketable not maybe not to Slatan's uh you know level but to that kind of caliber um and then you know you have to cater to your huge demographic in LA which is mexican mexican american those yeah, mexican fans so being in LA and being seeing the success with LAFC seeing the success with Carlo Vela Carlos Vela um what do you think the impact if he was to come what do you what do you think the impact would be with Chicharito one what, do you think he's going to be as um as successful as Vela is with LAFC, and do you think it's going to make a big impact on the Galaxy and the MLS in general? Well, I think that so you you that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of gearing at, you know, or like it feels like this could very well be a huge thing in not just LA Galaxy's history, but in kind of the way that LA soccer is going with these two teams now, right? Because um, yeah, Chicharito is a huge name no matter where he goes. You know, he, he, like, it, it's hard to, it's hard to not know who he is at this point. Um, so you think about that and you think, okay, you get this player that's incredibly popular no matter where he is. How do you sell to him to come to MLS? Because yeah, they're going to offer him big money, but there's a connotation to a player being in Europe and coming to MLS. I think everybody was shocked with Vela, but Vela is a kind of different story because he does whatever he wants, so to speak, right? Chicharito is more one of those players that says, I, I'm happy in Europe. I'm going to try to stay here. You know, we've seen that. And he, when he went to Sevilla, you know, he's like, I'm going to try to be here and do this and, and be in Europe. Um, but then you look at LA Galaxy 
and then bringing in Dennis DeClaus and him, you know, bringing on these players and trying to form this team that is can reawaken what LA Galaxy's legacy has been um, and trying to make a good team. You know, having Scalotto there obviously is helping out. And so you look at it, you look at the whole picture and you think, how is someone like Dennis DeClaus, who has a relationship with Chicharito, how can he sell that aspect to it? Mm-hmm. And it's just what you said. Hey, look at Vela. Vela's not part of the national team anymore. You still are. Where there's tons of fans in LA. Um, imagine what you could do. Imagine what you could do as a, you know, people call him a poacher or something. I say it more as like he gets those ugly goals, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what LA Galaxy needs right now. Mm-hmm. So you you go to him and you tell him you're going to score the goals for us. You might not be the immediate face, but you score those goals, you get those general fans in L.A., or you get those non-Mexican or, you know, you get those regular old-school L.A. Galaxy fans to like you. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's convincing. And then on top of that, you have Sevilla not giving him enough minutes. You know, it's like I said, the stars just Our seem lady. to be aligning perfectly right now that it's hard for – it's going to be a bummer if it's not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I honestly, it seems like it's going to happen, right? The more, the closer we're getting to this, I guess, what do you call it? It's this whole, you know, finale of this drama. It just feels like it's going to happen. I mean, you just you just pull up, you know, LA Galaxy right now and just Google it. Everything has Chicharito's face all over. Um, that's just yeah. a sign, right? Z, hey, um, let me ask you a question. So if you're Chicharito, do you make the jump? You know what? It's funny you say that because I, I was thinking about the two players. You brought up Vela. Vela and Chicharito are two different. I mean, they're 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 different. I mean, yeah. Chicharito is a hard, you know, is hardworking. He's, you know, he loves the sport. He has a passion for it. He he's even willing to take pay cuts. That's why he went to Sevilla just to stay and keep, you know, be on, be you know in the in the old country, you know, to play against the best. Uh, where Vela, you know, I just you know he's even said it before. This is a job for me. You know, I'm just happy to be good at soccer. That's just you know my natural gifts. Um, and they're to- I feel like totally opposite. So I think it'd be, it's great. You know, and I think for Chicharito, I think that he's, he's been put in a position right now where he has no choice because he's not getting any playing time. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just going to finally give in. He's going to be like, all right, let's do it. You know, let's go ahead and go for it. He's going to do the best that he can. And I feel like he's going to be a big success if he moves to MLS. Uh, I wish he was going to Chivas, but you know, can't, they don't have the budget. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, if they go to the Chivas, we wouldn't be able to watch them anyways because apparently you got to sign up for the Chivas TV subscription in order to watch the Chivas home games, which I'm bitter about, but we'll talk about later. <laughs> well, Amy, any final thoughts regarding what do you think this is going to do for their traffic? I think this is going to, you know, it's been epic, epic uh, matches that we've had uh, the past few years. You think this is going to keep the that same level of excitement and all that? Or you think it's going to elevate it? What What are your thoughts that you know? Yeah, what are they going to do? I think the narrative is just going to, it's not going to have that whole like villain, like intense rivalry when it comes to Slatan and Vela that we all got to enjoy, you know, the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll have that, you know, Mexican face off sort of aspect to it where I guess people will form that narrative like you guys were talking about. You know, you have a super passionate player with a, you know, more reluctant player, but who has shown a really great example of leadership and passion for LAFC, um, that it'll make things exciting. And if Chicharito can, before they face off against LAFC, start scoring goals, theoretically, if he comes over here, that'll add to that excitement. And it'll make it, for me, um, who's been part of this, I guess, LA soccer market since she was really little and has seen the evolution of it now with LAFC um, as a part of it, it'll be interesting to see, I guess, those regular or like those generic fans who might have joined LAFC because of that. Popular. Aspect of it, 
or more of like the villa aspect you know you had yeah. the you, you for mexican fans that you know are they going to be conflicted about who to yeah, choose are we going to see any converters like, um we went where the where the soccer was like we said my my passion for this sport has been here for a very long time so we went where the soccer was and historically the only soccer you could get was with la galaxy you know, so I was I was there. Um, my earliest memories are seeing Pescadito Ruiz score, mm-hmm. and then on you know on their you know the, their board or their TV they had like a little fish that would score. You know, <laughs> for the for the yeah. graphic for when he would score. You know, um, so it was always that. You know, so we knew LA Galaxy from, from that aspect, and then of course then they started winning. I was there in 2014 when they won, so that was Landon Donovan's theoretically final game. Um, and then, you know, the back of era, you know, I saw all that happen and I, w- and I digested it and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but obviously as a Mexico national team fan, when Bella came, like you said, hit it right, you know, hit the nail on the head just perfectly. You get all those fans, you have a stadium in downtown LA, just like I was saying earlier when I was at USC. Yeah, they had US women's, I mean, they had a women's team and stuff, right? But that soccer stadium wasn't there. And I remember like being at school and you had the Coliseum where everybody would flock to go see USC football. And I would just think, man, if only we had a soccer stadium here, that would be insane. Mm -hmm. You know, in downtown, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And from a more immediate proximity standpoint to have somewhere to go um, that isn't super far away. Of course. Yeah. You have it there and you get to see Vela if you're a Mexican or even if you're not Mexican, you just get to see Hispanic players on that team facing off against each other um is great and yeah. um yeah there's there's definitely been a lot of apparel that we've seen from LAFC but I think from a historical standpoint I think for people that just haven't enjoyed um soccer in LA mm-hmm. LA Galaxy still holds that you know top spot yeah you know, and, I you, think- and, you, and you know I wonder because I mean right now with social media and the access that we have now to to the internet and source information is just much greater out there than when I was growing up um, as well. You know, I, I remember the LA Galaxy, but it wasn't like I didn't have a lot of access to the Galaxy, you know, or, or I didn't have internet. We didn't have, you know, when, when I was younger, we didn't have, you know, like we have today, you know, we have so many media outlets uh, giving us updates on scores, streaming, all that stuff. So, it was very, very difficult to to see soccer, you know, when I, I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just when 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 the Galaxy was around and they were successful, that media still wasn't there, you know. Not until obviously as of late. I, I consider everything as of late. But um, like you said, you know, Kobe Jones and you had all those uh, all those stars at the LA. Even Jorge Campos was out there. I, I would love to hear about Jorge Campos, but I would like. You know, sometimes I, I I'd have to read, read the in the paper like three days later, you know, about the score or anything about the game. I didn't have access to it like people have today with with the Galaxy. I mean, with the uh, yeah, with the coming of LAFC. You know what I mean? You know, a lot of these services are coming up. I mean, you have you know, football TV. You have you know, ESPN Plus um, has a lot of the matches. Like you can only see the you know the Italian leagues and. Um, you know, they're all being exclusive, you know, to these, you know, these mm-hmm. brands or these teams. Um, Chivas, as you know, recently just rolled out, you know, their Chivas TV streaming service. <laughs> to allow access to fans to now follow them exclusively 
through this channel where, you, of course, you have to pay um, a streaming service, which everything is streaming nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some, there's some, uh, I guess, because you can say there's different uh, foods for thoughts or different uh, opinions about that. Gordon, what's what's your opinion about this? Sure. You're very passionate about it. Yeah, what are these guys? Why are they guys playing with me? I mean, like, I, mean, <laughs> I get it. I totally get TV networks, and I get they haven't had a contract, and I know there's cable dispute. I get all of that good stuff. But to me, I think there's something else there. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Amy, you might have more information on this. I'm I'm just a fan, right? I'm just a fan looking in. I am pissed. I am pissed that I can't watch Chivas home games. The only time I can watch them is is when they're playing visitors, right? When they're playing against Atlas or they're playing whoever, and they stream that game on on TV. I am livid about that. Um, and I know it's only six bucks. People, say, hey, it's only six bucks. But dude, it takes away from what I you know what I started to. I guess we were. I guess I'm spoiled in the sense that. You know, I, when, I'm old guys, right? So I had no technology. Now that I got some technology and now that <laughs> soccer's being more mainstream on, on TV, cause obviously I used to watch on, that's one of the reasons why I got, I have cable is to watch all the Liga Mekis games, right? All Liga Mekis games and, and, you know, get the big TV and you get your popcorn and, and your beer and whatever and watching the game, you're enjoying the games. And now it's like you're shutting the door on me you're shutting me out and you're forcing me to get a computer you're forcing me to go get an hdmi cable you're forcing me to to pray to god that the stream doesn't go down or my wi-fi is strong enough and i connect it to the television and make sure that i have the right connection and the tv doesn't because i mean there's a lot of things that go your tv's got to be up to date now because your tv's basically a computer if you don't have the correct software the correct update on there won't stream Dude, there's a lot of shit going on that I just I could do without, and so that's kind of like where where I'm really really kind of ticked about it that um, that they're doing this. Now, Amy, you might have more of an insight on why this might be happening. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm ticked. I'll just be honest with you. People go, oh, well, if you're passionate, you'll pay for it. I get it. I I I've got I can afford the six bucks a month, but I refuse to order it. I'm just that's just my point. I don't know, my take on it. I think that it's a, I think your take is a perfect example of just what you were saying, actually, that generational, um, aspect of it, right? Cause I think the general consensus for yesterday's match against Suarez was, it wasn't bad. There were some, there were some kinks to it, but everybody expected it to have kinks. Um, I will say personally for me, um, I live with my parents. I'm living with my parents again, so, you know, they still have cable. Um, but when I was living on my own two years ago, I didn't because I thought it was too expensive, which is a, which is a thing that a lot of people, I guess, my age, so to speak, were doing, right? They were going cordless. Mm-hmm. And so I had to stream stuff or I had to purchase these things. I will say, I will say that, um, yeah, maybe $6 isn't a ton of money, but when you factor in all the other streaming services that you have, which is Hulu, Netflix, et cetera, et cetera, will have you, or specifically from a sporting aspect, football TV, maybe you have ESPN plus, and now you're going to need to have Chivas TV. That'll add up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And if that's the future of what we're expecting, What's stopping every single team from doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you'll have 17 different teams, um, yes. or 16. Suddenly you're paying, you know, maybe you don't go for every single team, but mm-hmm. if your team is facing off against the visiting side and know it's streaming on the visiting side, now you have to pay for that one temporarily, you know? So yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna start adding up and I can definitely see the grievance with that. Unfortunately, it just seems that it's going in that direction. Um, 
and so then you know just help name, out help out name, your help out your dad that needs help streaming yeah <laughs> yeah guys help him out please <laughs> let me let me ask you let me ask you this again so i haven't talked to anybody from mexico and i do have contacts out there but or is it the same deal in mexico where they can't watch the home games do you know you know what i i don't think so. i'm not sure I don't, I don't. I haven't heard any different. I think it's different. It's not the same as here. So I think it's just for the U.S. right now. I mean, now. I think you have a Chivas TV Mexico, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, you do. So I, I don't know. Maybe if somebody can can help get that uh, clarification work because I I've reach got out to in, Tom. In, yeah, to reach out to Tom. In my in my um in my town or my family's town, there's no there's no internet. There's some internet, but it's like three G internet. It's slow. It's not. The technology's not there, and there's a ton of Chivas fans there. So I think, like, what do they do? Like, well, if that's what's happening over there, I would like, say what it, do they do? it's consumer-driven, right? So if, if they don't see the market, they're probably not going to do that yet, right? If they feel it's going to be a drop in, in ratings and, mm-hmm. and viewership. But the reason why it's probably here in the U.S. is because we know that a lot of people have the means, have the ability to do so. And with all the streaming, I mean, like Disney Plus and all these big hits are starting to show up. It's just gonna grow, man, Coronel. I'm sorry to say it, bro, but it's here to stay, dude. I mean, I don't see it. I don't see it changing. You, you might have to bite the bullet, bro, and pay. You know, go and. No, and no. Ha- if anybody, if it, you know me, we we already talked about my deal with the uh, paying for the uh, what? Who was it? The Canelo fight. The Canelo fight. Yep. The, the Canelo fight. Yeah, we've already talked about that. I'm not paying for anything, so I'm gonna find a way around this, and when I find it, I'm gonna share it on the podcast, and all my chivas hermanos are gonna be able and to. I, love and like it. we said before, diga no a la pirateria, please. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every time we have guests, you know, we like to, um, you know, talk about any projects that you're working on, anything that you want to discuss about, you know, things that you're following and how to get a hold of you, where to follow your work. Yeah, of course. Um, to start off, all social media like uh, Zarge started off with, you can follow me at, at Azteca Melia with three A's at the end. Um, the Mexican Soccer Show is a weekly podcast I do with Tom Marshall, Cesar Hernandez, Luis Vasquez, Adrián Terrazas. Um, so definitely follow that at Mex Soccer Show. Um, obviously, Footmax Nation, we do a lot of social-based content, have some articles here and there. Um, so definitely follow that. And, of course, um, I do some stuff with the Women's Mexican League, whether that's the national team or the Liga Mex Femenil. So Adriana and I have a podcast called Our Football. Um, if you have a chance, it's on SoundCloud under the Footmax Nation account. So definitely have a chance to uh, listen to that whenever you can. Guys, hey, hey, Amy, now that you're talking about the, 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 the Liga Mex Femenil, how do you see that? Do you see that growing? I mean, I know we, we see it from this end and with all the social media, that's where we get our information. This, they're entering what, their fourth year? Their third year. This, this is their, this is their third year. Now, yeah. do you see it growing, uh, in Mexico? Do you see obviously the popularity of it? People were hesitant. They didn't know what to expect to it. But at mm-hmm. this point, it's kind of hard to stop it. You have, I, I always go back to this and I think it's always going to be true. I think even if I'm still covering the, the league in 10 years, I'm still going to go back to this. It was so brilliant of them to keep the teams the same name as the men's side because automatically right off the bat, you were going to get the, you were going to get the, the soccer that fan. fan base. Yep. Yeah. You, you were going to have base. that fan base. You didn't have to force it. That was a fan base. Hey. Tigres fans, which is a huge, so, you know, um, uh, the North is just killing it. Monterrey and Tigres, they, their fan bases are just insanely dedicated, are committed. Mm-hmm. They are happy to be at all men's and women's games. And that's, I think. Uh, no, I've seen pictures of that, and that's awesome right there. And I think yeah. that's a, that's a great example too. If you think about like, for example, the WNBA, how they changed, they have different names. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think, you know, going back, if they would have done the same thing, I wonder if they would have, you know, 
grown a lot more, a lot faster than they're even. They're, I don't think they're even growing, honestly. I think they're kind of. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it. like the NWSL, right? NWSL has mm-hmm. been around about 10 years, and mm-hmm. Liga MX Feminine games are getting way more numbers in attendance than yeah. some NWSL matches, Brilliant. and I think that has a huge factor in it. You get those fans that, uh, you know, oh, it's just women's, which is kind of changing, actually. They don't, they, I don't hear that as much. I mean, you'll still have your bad apples, but, you know, you know, you have an America or a Chivas fans right that are like oh there's a women's team oh they won and then they'll pay attention to them right Mm -hmm. and it's just it's that impact that it's having and then obviously being a female myself to see little girls excited about being able to see a consistent weekly professional setting that still has a lot of time to mature but you're seeing these players that are really good and it you know makes a makes a way for um you know, future Mexican women, female players that want to yeah. play and they're no longer trying to find somewhere to go. They have a place to go right at home. So mm-hmm. that aspect of it is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go to, you know, the, the classic or the final Clásico Regio final uh, in December. And it was amazing. It was amazing to see what this league has already been able to do and what is it has to look forward to. For the next yeah, you're, you're absolutely right man when they kept the team name because again we all know that soccer is basically it came from our pueblos it came from our cities it came from our towns and you know whether it's a it's a women's team or men's team it's an america team it's a chivas team you're going to support them no matter what that's your family that's your family so they 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 that was gold right there. They, yeah. I'm glad they did that too. It's, it's a, it's a, you know what they call it. It's a, it's a, it's a culture, right? It's a, it's just a, you know, it's a connection. You know that community um, aspect of it. So a brilliant move. I think it's gonna be. It's, you know what? I think Amy, you really have a, you know, amazing point there. I think this is definitely, you know, a, a smart move. And whoever thought that, you know, whoever thought that through. I don't know if it was like maybe it was a fluke. Who knows? But it's working. So <laughs> hey, real quick, one of the last questions before Amy before you head out. Yeah. Do you know if the Monterrey players actually got their iPad? Uh, from, what we've, from what we've heard, they definitely did get iPads. They didn't get okay. the cash compensation that they were, I guess, more spokenly promised. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you know about that? Like, what's the? I mean, have you talked to anybody about that? What's the feel? Like, what do you think about that? I think it got jacked up. I think it was jacked up. Yeah. Um. Adriana and I spoke a little bit about it on the pod, and then obviously reports came out. So the basic, basically, what happened is, um. There was an agreement about what was going to be awarded, you know, whether that was plain out written iPads is, I guess, subject for only the people that are part of it know. But there was an agreement of what was going to be awarded. And then when the final came or the second leg, or I'm not sure, at some point it was spoken upon, but it wasn't written or it wasn't, you know, there was just a verbal um, promise mm-hmm. to the team that if you win, there will be a cash compensation or like a cash contribution to you Hmm. um and then that wasn't that wasn't completed and so as as bad as this sounds i guess but historically uh chivas is chivas feminine is the first team that ever won the liam x feminine title they're the very first and when they won they all they got or what was agreed upon, but wasn't made into a big deal because it was agreed upon was they got headphones and cleats, I guess. Right. And then that's kind of been the thing. Every team makes an agreement about what's going to be given when they win their title. I think, um, not sure if this is confirmed. This is, I think it was a report. Tigres actually got a cash bonus, so to speak, when they won it 
um, not this season, obviously, but the season before it. Mm-hmm. So there, obviously, the rivalry and stuff, there was talks about that. Um, but my opinion overall is that we didn't expect them to get huge money. You know, they, there's so many financial issues with the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Veracruz is obviously men's side, but the women's, I think they were only getting paid like $100 a month or something like that. You know, ridiculously low mm-hmm. amount. Right, right. Um, so we weren't expecting them or, you know, analysts, fans, whatever. We're not asking them to give them $200,000 each, right? Mm-hmm. Because the other, the other, um, I guess the other side of it was like, well, they didn't make a profit. So where were they going to get that money from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But around the same time, the men's side was flying out to Qatar for the Club World Cup. So this essence of there being no money kind of seems like a lame excuse, mm-hmm. right? And plus, the profits of teams and money and stuff like that has always, has never been argued about in that sense for the men's side the way that it is for women's sports, mm-hmm. you know. Three hundred, four hundred dollars for each of the players and the staff. You know, if that puts a dent in your profit or your non-profit, like I don't know, I don't know what yeah. to tell you, but yeah. Yeah. definitely with the way, which is I guess going back to the topic at hand. You know, the league is growing and people are paying attention to it, both yeah. in the states and in Mexico. So you can't continue to just promise women's teams, you know, materialistic cupcakes, cupcakes and cupcakes. slices. Yeah, hopefully. You know, this season, whoever wins it gets, you know, gets respected more than yeah. yeah. I hope, hopefully, hopefully they come to agreement and it's kind of a, you know, a set in stone. Like, hey, if you win, you know, from here on out, you're going to get X amount or one, some, something, something where, where it's, you know, you're, you're rewarding the players. Yeah. Times are changing, Coronet, unfortunately, man. So that just means, you know, um, with that, hopefully we start to see some of that. I want to give Amy a big shout out for, you know, following the uh, food, uh, uh, Liga MX Femenine and really putting it, you know, putting um, a spotlight on it, right? Uh, bringing it to, to all of us here in the States and all of our fans, especially the art, bunch of you know, Army fans who follow you. Um, just a, a big kudos to you. And Coronet, times are changing. So as you're saying that, dude, you never see the day. You know what? You never saw the day of Chivas TV coming along. So That's you might true. have to That's pay true. that six bucks, bro. I think this is a therapy uh. session for you. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. That's one. That's one less beer. Actually, half a beer. But yeah, I yeah, guess there you go. Fine. Yeah, if you need, if you need help with your Wi-Fi or your internet, just let me know your smartphone. I'm here for you, bro. Just give me your password. Be good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, was- Amy, thank you very much, Amy. I love having you. I love, love talking to you, getting your 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 POV on everything. Hopefully, okay. I always run into you. We always run into Amy at the at the games. Uh, she's the, the matches. She's always. She's always working. I'm having fun working. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Final statements for me is, again, you know, I learned a lot about the, you know, Liga MX Feminine. I'm constantly learning from, you know, different people's origin stories. We have a lot of commonalities, and that's where I'm finding uh, the more we're doing this pod is, you know, we find those connections, right? And we find that common ground that, you know, football is is in our blood, you know, whether it was early childhood or sometime in in our lives growing up. And, um, you know, today's episode, we really found out that we would do anything, you know, to watch a match, whether, you know, it's a life responsibility, we will, you know, do whatever we can to sneak in that extra match or find, be a part of history is what we want to be. But with that, El Coronel, El Coronel uh, signing off, El Sargento signing off, and Amy signing off. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a good rest of the night. We'll see you next time. Bye.